Hello everybody and thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the Ross Owen Show coming to you direct from my house in Airdrie in Scotland. Now, I've got a very special guest lined up today. Uh, he's a friend of mine. His name is Kevin O'Neill. He's from Rhode Island in the USA and uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, on his travels from Europe back home to the USA he contracted the coronavirus. Now, uh, Kevin's on the line and he's going to tell us all about his experience. Kevin, are you there? I am, Ross. How are you? I'm I'm good. How are you more to the point? How are you feeling? I'm actually feeling uh, 100% now. On uh, Tuesday, March 3rd, I left New York and uh, traveled uh, over to the UK and was in London for business uh, for about four days before heading over to Frankfurt, Germany uh, for three days, uh, returning back to the States on March 11th. Uh, so that was likely the time when in one of these airports, uh, I you know, most likely encountered uh, the uh, coronavirus and was, uh, yeah, was infected, as they say. Um, and I flew from Frankfurt into uh into Newark, New Jersey. Um, when I got back into the country, I started to feel some cold, we call it cold or flu symptoms, right? I uh, had a bit of a headache that came on, a bit of a dry cough at the top of my chest. And it, more than that, it was just this feeling of being unwell. But it was not it was not a profound feeling of being unwell. It was more of a mild fatigue. Um, but then again, you know, I dealt with, you know, multiple time zones and lots of, uh, yeah, flights, overnight flights and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's not necessarily unusual to feel a little bit off, uh, you know, on the other side of some of this travel, but, um, you know, the cough kind of kicked in and, you know, listen, for the last month, we've all been aware anytime anyone coughs, uh, we kind of turn our heads and, uh, you know, we make the joke about, uh, you know, our friend is infected or, or whatever. So it had been part of the conversation with, uh, you know, with everyone, right? So I had been practicing pretty appropriate social distancing as I knew it at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I was traveling with hand, hand sanitizer, was washing my hands like I was a surgeon, uh, you know, uh, not shaking hands. We were doing the elbow bump and the hokey pokey and what, all these other things uh, so as not to, uh, you know, catch it. But um, it it, it uh, appears that, you know, somehow in my travels there was somebody who uh, I came into contact with uh, who had it. Now, listen, on my flight back uh, into the States, there was somebody behind me, and I who knows, right, but they were coughing. Uh, they were coughing fairly, fairly uh, aggressively, and uh, who knows where it came from. Um, I did not feel any symptoms until when I returned to the, the day I returned to the states. It was the uh, the eleventh, um, and it uh, who knows who knows I could have caught it the week before. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, God only knows uh, you know how and when. Um, but when I got back, Ross, it was obvious to me that something was up. Uh, so I walked into to my home. Uh, it was on the 11th, as I said, my wife and my 23rd wedding anniversary. And she asked me, so what do you want to do for our anniversary tonight? And I said, 
uh, I'm going to the third floor. You have a nice evening. Uh, literally, oh. I just, I, yeah. So I, so I quarantined myself, stayed away from the family, called my doctor the next day, and um, uh, you know, based on the fact that I had traveled internationally, they were actually to, uh, they were able to arrange me to get in for a test, which was an interesting experience over here. Yeah, there just aren't a lot of tests being done. Uh, in the states, I'm not sure what things are like in Scotland or, you know, in the broader UK right now. But uh, it uh, it uh, well, it's, pr- it's pretty much the same over here. By. It's pretty much the same over here. Can you tell us about? You're talking about the test before we skip over it. Can you can you tell us how the test went for you? What 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 was that like? Yeah, yeah, Ross, it was somewhat surreal actually because um, you know the at the time in my state, for those of you who are not aware, Rhode Island is the smallest of the 50 states. Here, um, you know, it's about an hour drive from one end to the other. You know, at, at its at its at its uh, uh, you know, furthest. So, uh, the testing site was about is about 40, 45 minutes away from my home in the capital city of Providence. They had set up a military tent. Literally, there was a flashing you know, a, a police car with a flashing uh, light and some uh, some orange road cones, and I had to pull up and give the secret password, and they checked my license plate, and I drove into a military testing uh, tent. Actually, drove right in. Actually, I was th- thinking that I was getting you know probed by aliens or something because the people that came out, uh, you know, they were in full hazmat gear. Yeah, the face masks and the full the full yellow, um, uh, you know, kind of rubber, God, yeah. uh, uh, rubber rubber suits and like something uh, something know. out of ET or something, isn't it? It 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 was just like out of ET. Um, uh, they they gave me a mask to put on, uh, and they proceeded to uh, you know take a you know a cotton swab and insert it up into my. Yeah, my nostril, and they did one swab in each nostril. It's nothing to be worried about, Ross. In fact, um, I've heard people complaining about what this what this testing is going to be like. I it literally took about ten seconds. It I it caused me a very mild sneeze, and that was the only sensation I had. It was it was absolutely nothing to be worried about. So next, I get to drive home back to my. Uh, the Tower of London here, where I'm, I, I was, I've been kind of, I'm in the, you know, the, the, hanging out on the third floor of my home, uh, away from everyone, mm-hmm. and wait for the results. And it, it was about a 48-hour process. Monday morning, I got the phone call from uh, our local health department uh, that I was, I was positive. Um, now, now, when was this? So the test was what was done one week ago today. So it would have been the 14th. Uh, 48 hours later, I got my results. They called, um, and then they started. Listen, the people in our health service here, absolutely wonderful. Uh, the follow-up and the care that they provided was amazing. Um, yeah, there's no medical follow-up for me. Um, it was more, uh, you know, symptom check. Right? Do you? They would run run through a list of symptoms, uh, and you know, yes or no, do I have these symptoms? Um, you know. Uh, and, and I would get the phone call every day. Uh, they also, uh, reached out to my family members, um, who are in the house here with me, uh, uh, because they put them on, uh, isolation quarantine as well, just given the fact that we're in the same home. Um, but thank God, you know, none of, none of my family members 
have any symptoms. And uh, I think that I've been able to keep them, you know, protected from this. I think that sends a great message out to the public as well who are worried about, um, you know, indeed, if anyone in their household does get infected, uh, they can still live in the same house, just uh, they can isolate in different rooms and they can be okay. Indeed. Indeed, and that's that's been our experience here. Um, you know, I will tell you that I've taken this seriously, Ross. It's, um, uh, it, you know, the, my mindset when I got this uh, was somewhat fatalistic. I, I said, listen, if this thing, it's going to run its course with me, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, and that's fine. But not one more person after me. I don't. I want. I want to be the end of the line, as it relates to. Uh, you know, passing this on or not. So um, thankfully, I think, uh, you know, I am the end of the line in terms of the virus that I caught. I mean, how bad did it get for you at its peak? Well, listen, I I don't want to downplay it because it, to your point, everybody is going, everybody's different. Everybody's immune system is, is different. Um, uh, it felt to me like I had a touch of the flu. Uh, but as I've said to others, uh, I did have the actual flu when I was in university yeah, many years ago, and I recall being literally bedridden for four or five days, and and it you know it being so awful that my hair hurt. I mean, it was just that <laughs> it was that bad. This was nothing compared to that. I had a cough high in my chest, my fever. Um, You'll have to do the Celsius, you know, centigrade uh, 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 conversion here for me. But my my fever uh, went from uh, my temperature, I should say, went from 98.6, which Fahrenheit, which is normal, perfectly normal, to 100.7. So I went up 2.1 degrees Fahrenheit, which is considered a mild fever. Uh, I had that on and off for about two days. Uh, and, uh, it was, um, you know, in fact, I couldn't even have told you that I had a fever just by the way I felt. I, the, th- the thermometer is what told me I had the fever, right? right so, right. um, you know, I had a bit of a headache, uh, you know, on and off for a couple of days. I had that cough that I talked about. I had some body aches and, and really that was it. It, it if I hadn't known about coronavirus, I, if I had not, you know, been uh, immersed in this whole conversation about social distancing that everybody's been talking about for weeks and weeks now. Um, I would have gone to work. I would have. I would have. I would have felt well enough to continue with my life. Um, but given the fact I didn't want to pass this uh, this uh, uh, this on to anybody, um, you know, that's that's what kept me kind of quarantined and uh, you know, distant. You are, are, are on the road to recovery, which is great news. First of all, I just want to say that's it's so good to, to have you on just now talking about this. And thanks for talking about it because your experience, sharing, sharing your experience will help others. I've had so many friends from all over the world who've reached out, people I haven't talked to in some of the many years um, that heard that I you know, contracted coronavirus and I've had so many good catch-ups with people, so many good FaceTime uh, video uh, ca- uh, conversations, um, you know, Facebook messaging and, and text messages and phone calls. Um, you know, the time has passed really well. Another thing, quite honestly, I've caught up on my sleep. Um, I have never slept better, I don't think. I literally have 
had a much more regular sleep schedule. I'm not traveling, obviously. Um, you know, I, I'm doing some self-care here. Um, my body feels fantastic. I, I literally feel like I could go out and run 10 miles right now. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm on, my doctors say I'm on the other side of it. And you know, not only am I, you know, not contagious at this point in time, I'm still going to honor about two more days of quarantine just to do the 14 days that's oh, been wow. recommended. But not only am I not contagious, but I'm, you know, most certainly immune to this. Oh, uh, fantastic so, news. Fantastic. And, and that's the bright spot here. And I think everybody needs to know that is that, you know, the good science is saying that, you know, as this is, a, you know, related to the SARS and the MERS, uh, you know, there are you know, viruses that, that, that we know about. Um, the human body, the immune system kicks in. It, you know, it creates a protection that's going to last likely for three to three years to a lifetime, depending upon how it, uh, how it plays out and what type of dose of the virus we got and what type of immune response our body, uh, you know, created to, to attack it. But the fact is, is that, um, you know, those people who have come through it, like myself, that we can now return to the front lines of life. We can help those people that are suffering with it. We don't really run the risk, you know, thank God of, of, recontracting it um uh and you know there's a lot of opportunity to be useful uh to our fellow man um and i'll, and I'll just say one thing you know something that helped me i started to think of this early on you know when i before i was even diagnosed that perhaps a mindset shift is what's important here um don't worry about catching the virus worry about spreading it so live your life not to catch it not so that you don't catch it, but live your life assuming that you might have it already and don't pass it on. Because if we don't pass this thing on, this thing will die down. If we take the responsibility ourselves to live as if we already have it, you know, practice the social distancing, the good hygiene, uh, you know, care for our you know, family members, but keep our elderly and our immune compromised folks at further than arm's length, you know, um, this thing will die down. It will end with us. And I think it's our responsibility to think that way. And um, the outcome will be far more favorable. Kevin, those words uh, mean so much and will mean so much to people listening to this uh, because they're coming from uh, the mouth of someone who has experienced the coronavirus firsthand. And knowing you... Uh, the person that I met in Normandy in the chats that we had one-on-one, on, one on one, I know the heart that you have and the kind of man that you are. You can't wait to get better just so you can get out there and help others. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to anyone who's listening to this who is at home and worried? You know, my parents are part of that greatest generation that we talk about, and uh, and I know that you have listeners who lived through the darkest days of World War Two or their moms and dads and grandparents uh, lived through it and they told the stories of what it was like. If you think about how the human spirit comes alive in these moments of desperation, these moments when things seem like all things seem lost and, and there's human tragedy, we come together as a people, we find a common solution, uh, and we rally, and we, we politics goes, you know, falls away and 
you know, we're, we're united in the spirit of brotherhood and we will overcome this. And there is going to be a rainbow on the other side of it. I know it's going to be, you know, glorious and brilliant. I know that you know, we will be better and stronger and closer for this experience. Don't forget that there's a lot of graces that are happening in these moments. There's, there are families that are reconnecting. There are relationships that are rekindled at appropriate social distancing, but they are coming alive. And as much as there's bad that's happening, there's also green shoots of good things that are happening. I just encourage all of your listeners not to lose hope, not to lose faith that uh, there's going to be good that comes out of this. Kevin, thanks very much. You take care, and uh, and we'll be we'll be keeping tabs on you and just looking in on you, and uh, just get 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 back to your your normal self soon. Thanks so much, and God bless. God bless you, Kevin. Bye 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 now. Kevin O'Neill in Rhode Island joining me there. Don't be one of these idiots that are out there, not worrying whether or not they they get this virus. Think of other people that you could be spreading it to. Let's nip this thing in the bud. Thanks for listening. This is Ross Owen. Good night.